Welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 31, I think, of Podcast in Death. And I'm <laughs> saying it that way because this episode is probably going to play um, while we're on break. Mm-hmm. And I think I've worked it out that this is going to be 31. Let's hope yeah. so. <laughs> I think that's what you, I think that's what it's numbered on the email. Yeah. So, um, and this episode is going to be about the audiobooks, which we've talked about many times. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have um, indeed. So we'll go into a little <laughs> bit more detail, and we're going to do something different this time um, because this time we have a special guest with us. Um, some of you may know her by the fact that we have mentioned several times mentioned her several times on the on the <laughs> podcast uh some of you may already know her if you're on tiktok and, and if you're uh, not you, you should be because she's awesome and yes and if you watch any buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> content uh you might have already seen her she's on tiktok under the username uh, caitlin the princess slayer please welcome everybody my daughter caitlin Aaron. Hi. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so here's why my daughter's on here today. Um, Kaylin, you have a um, degree in theater arts. I have two degrees in theater arts. Oh, sorry. Two degrees. Just saying. I'm also AJ. part of the Screen Actors Guild in Los Angeles, also known as SAG. Right. Yes, she's been in the background of many, many shows. You probably, you may have seen her there. Mm-hmm. Her very famous scene on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where she <laughs> puked on an airplane. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. My close-up. Her close-up of her puking on an airplane. Uh, yeah, so that, you, that she then turned into a little gif that she sent to all my cousins because she yeah, thought it was really funny. An animated gif of her throwing up. Now, Caitlin, I've been meaning to ask you, can you... Can I see you in the Timeless episode? I look every time I watch that episode. Timeless was the Women's March? Yes. Is that right? Yes. You did two, though. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So there was one where they were impersonating, like, uh, film stars or singers. Film. Oh, yeah. Okay. I never watched that episode because I can't stand the focus of it. So it's a long story. But, yeah. She's in that one, too. Right. So there's okay. a scene where the, the woman, see, I don't watch this show, but whoever, yeah, so Lucy. What, Lucy, they ask her to get up and sing a song. Yeah. And she's singing that really insipid song to the hero. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> so there's a scene there where she starts singing and they cut to kind of him mm-hmm. or they cut to the audience mm-hmm. and you can see her. She's right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the women well, have to watch Hollywood Land people. just to see Caitlin, huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess I will. Sorry, that's all right. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Yeah, I'll do it for her. At least it'll take my focus off Wyatt's stupid face. So, yeah, the I wish the Women's March one you could see me better. I was technically in like the front, so you would think you would have seen me, but with camera angles. It, oh, yeah. You just don't really I end mean, up seeing me much. You can see her, but you have to be like you have to really look. Yeah, yeah. I, I've gotten to the point where I can find her, you know, like, you well, know, of course. <laughs> or 
for one second. Well, and there is there is a part where they're in a room and they're plotting. They're right. they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And we're all like doing different tasks, you know, in the room, like making signs and whatever. And then yeah, someone yeah. comes in to tell us that the other girl died or something. Right. I'm in that scene too. Oh, okay. No. So the very, the very beginning of that scene, it shows like a table with the signs on it. Yeah. And, and that's Caitlin in front of the table. She picks up a sign, then she walks off. Yeah. Okay. So you can I see love that episode. Part. So I'll have to. It was a really fun episode to film, yeah. except for the fact that our call time was three 30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but on the plus side, we all had a lot of fun. And there was one, there was at one moment where a bunch of us background girls broke out into the, um, the song from Mary Poppins that the oh. mom sing. Yeah. Yeah. And the oh, actress thought it, it was Suffer really Jess. funny. Yeah. And the actress, the main actress thought it was really funny. Like she started, but she started laughing. She heard oh, us from like, and she was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Abigail Spencer. Yeah. 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 So there you yeah. go. Oh, I love it. More yeah. Fun. Yeah, I like that episode because it's focused on um, Emma and Annie Worshing, the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, it was a it was a really cool scene to film. It was a little scary when they had we had to do all the pushing, and they oh, had a lot of stunt yeah. doubles mixed in with us that were getting like pushed to the ground and things like that. You know, okay. And yeah. I was kind of in that front line, so you had to be really careful not to get too close to any of the like main actors or stunt doubles or anything like that because yeah. they will just go, right. you know. <laughs> that's so, so cool. Yeah. I'm that's I like hearing that tidbits. So, like cool. so yeah, the acting thing is the reason why you're here because we're gonna talk about the audiobooks and that requires a little bit of acting yep. skills to do audiobooks. Yeah, um, you can't be all monotone to do audiobooks that would get really boring to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And you want slightly different character voices a lot of times so that you kind of know who they're switching between. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Right. It's, so. Um, so, but the other reason why you're here is something that Jen had mentioned earlier also is that you have no idea about anything having to do with in depth. Mm, no, not really. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most I know is some of the characters names because you talked about them since I was really little. Right. And I know weird bits and pieces just because you used to run the in death.net and all of that stuff. So yeah. okay. I used to draw the names when it was time to give people oh, yeah, prizes. That's right. oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Every anniversary, you know, we would, we would give somebody yeah. a prize and she would love. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how much I know. <laughs> that's awesome. But that, you know, the good part about that is that what we're going to do here um, is, so I, I think most of our listeners know that currently reading the books and who have, who has been reading the books for, I think what, 20 years, something like 20 years something like that. Yeah. Um, is, uh, Susan Erickson who I love. Yes. yes. Um, Me too. Jen. And Tara loves, um, but prior to that, there was actually another reader and I didn't even know about this until a couple months ago. Somebody, yeah. one of our, one of our fans said, mentioned it on Twitter. Yeah. And I didn't even know. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even, you know, I wonder how that yeah, I didn't know started. either. I had no idea. So I made it my kind of mission to find that recording mm-hmm. and be able to listen to it. 
So when we talked about doing this episode, I thought, you know, it'd be fun is if we got Caitlin and she, she knows nothing about the series and just played clips of both readers reading, you know, mm-hmm. clips from the book <laughs> with her having no knowledge. And we'll just, you know, evaluate them kind of blind for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And right. uh, so I, also, I just say I still laughed. You still laughed? I still well, laughed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent. We'll talk uh, about it after Caitlin listens. <laughs> yeah. So I sent Tara and Jen um, the same clips that you're going to listen to. Okay. And uh, what I'll probably do is, is, is put the clips in, like, you know, cut them into the recording. Okay. Um, because I'm not really sure how well you're going to be able to hear them, the, the listeners. So I'll cut them in so they can hear it, you know, and do their own evaluation. Most of them know, most of them are audiobook listeners, but um, just in case they're not. So, okay. That's what we're going to do then. All righty. So we're going to start with clip number one. And I'm going to be like match game. And I'm going to say, do you want uh, 1A or 1B? Um, I'm not going to know who's doing which one. You're not going to know who's doing which yes. one. Yes. Fun, like a game show. Okay. Like a game show. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Match hmm. I always love when they give you a rate, like I picked A because I love apples. You know, they right, always, exactly. a, there's that one guy who was like, I picked B because it's the same letter as Beyonce. Um, <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sure. A, because that's the letter of my last name. There you go. Let's We're gonna, go. And the okay. first letter of your name. That's right. A it is. Aww. All right. So we are going to listen to uh, Naked and Death, the sample one A. And hopefully you can hear this, Caitlin, if you can't, we'll turn it up. All right. Okay. Here we go. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I got already. Sorry, you got already. <laughs> I want to set it up so that you, maybe setting it up will help you a little bit. Okay. So you know who Eve Dallas is? Yes. Okay. Murder detective. Right, right, right. Um, this first, uh, this first clip has her in a conversation with her best friend who is, uh, think of like the one you thought I could play. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) and, uh, think of like Lady Gaga times 10. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. Right. That's a good description. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And much more annoying. Lady Gaga is already like, yeah. Like she's as much Lady Gaga as you can get. Like (laughs) as much Lady Gaga as you can get. And then some that's, that's okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Eve recognized the uniform of the delivery company, saw nothing but embarrassed pleasure in the young, fresh face of the boy who handed the package to Mavis. I just love presents. Mavis said with a flutter of her silver tipped lashes as the boy backed away, blushing. Don't you come with it. Leave the kid alone. With a shake of her head, Eve took the package from Mavis and closed the door again. They're so cute at that age. She blew a kiss at the security screen before turning to Eve. What are you so nervous about, Dallas? The case I'm working on has me jumpy, I guess. She eyed the gold foil, an elaborate bow on the package she held with more suspicion than pleasure. I don't know who'd be sending me anything. There's a card, Mavis pointed out dryly. You could always read it. There might be a clue. 
Now look who's cute. Eve tugged the card out of its gold envelope. Rourke. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do I reserve until I've heard the, like... Um, I don't know. How do we do that? Do you want to give impressions I, first? First impressions? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God, I'm like so nervous to do this, by the way, because you love the one and I'm like nervous. I'm going to like, what if I Doesn't don't like matter. the one that you love or, and she listens and she follows you guys. And, okay. Anyway, um, <clears throat> first impressions right at the beginning, it seemed a little, um, choppy. I don't know what yeah. the word is. Well, that could be that because you're coming in in the very, in the middle of a scene. So maybe, yeah. There wasn't a ton of change up between the two voices, but I did understand who she was supposed to be speaking for each time. So, and yeah, (laughs) I don't think, I don't think I would have been like, oh, I can't listen to that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. But there was a little bit of a, especially at the beginning, a little robotic sound to it or something kind of. I don't know what the word would be. It could be the the recording or it could be just you're coming in in the middle of a scene or maybe who knows. All right. So um, then we're going to do same exact scene. This is sample one B. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Eve recognized the uniform of the delivery company, saw nothing but embarrassed pleasure in the young, fresh face of the boy who handed the package to Mavis. I just love presents. Mavis said, with a flutter of her silver-tipped lashes as the boy backed away, blushing. Don't you come with it? Leave the kid alone. With a shake of her head, Eve took the package from Mavis and closed the door again. They're so cute at that age. She blew a kiss at the security screen before turning to Eve. What are you so nervous about, Dallas? The case I'm working on has me jumpy, I guess. She eyed the gold foil and elaborate bow on the package she held, with more suspicion than pleasure. I don't know who'd be sending me anything. There's a card, Mavis pointed out dryly. You could always read it. There might be a clue. Now look who's cute. Eve tugged the card out of its gold envelope. Rourke. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that one better. There was more of a distinction between the two voices. There was a change in octave. She changed her her voice levels. Um, I feel like there was a little bit more... um, I don't know how to describe it. There's a little bit more of a, a flow. To the way that they were saying it. Okay. I hope that yeah, doesn't sound harsh. <laughs> no. It does make sense. Okay. All right. So um, the second. I'm so nervous. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it after. So um, the second sample is. Now this is between Eve again. Okay. Now we're going to hear Rourke. And we're going <laughs> to hear Eve's former partner, Feeney. Mm. So he's another New York cop. I have a hard time hearing Feeny and not thinking of Boy Meets World, but okay. Right, that's, yeah. Right. Feeny! 
And um, as you know, Rourke is Irish. Okay. Oh, okay. And and uh, Feeney is. And it's very obvious that he's Irish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, it's written that way. Yeah. It's 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 written that way. So. Okay. Um, so we've got Eve, Rourke, Irish, Feeney, New York. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, so now we have an, this sample 2A or 2B? Um, I don't know. We'll go with B first this time because we went with A first last time. I really do sound like I'm on match game. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. That makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. He was, she told herself, entitled to his anger, to his bitterness, she was obliged to do her job. Three women are dead. Every possibility has to be explored. And am I just one of your possibilities? He reached out, the sudden violent movement of his hands closing over her shirt, surprising her. Is that what it comes down to between us? I'm a cop. I can't afford to overlook anything, to assume anything. To trust, he interrupted, anything or anyone. If it had leaned a little the other way, would you have locked me up? Would you have put me in a cage, Eve? Back off! Eyes blazing, Feeney strode down the corridor. Back fucking off! Leave us alone, Feeney. Hell, I will. Ignoring Eve, he shoved against Rourke. Don't you come down on her, big shot. She went to bat for you, and the way things stand, it could have cost her her job. Simpson's already prepping her as a sacrificial lamb because she was dumb enough to sleep with you. Shut up, Feeney. God damn it, Dallas. I said, shut up. Calm again, detached. She looked at Rourke. The department appreciates your cooperation, she said to Rourke, and, prying his hand from her shirt, turned and hurried off. What the hell did you mean by that? Rourke demanded. Feeney only snorted. I got better things to do than waste my time on you. Rourke backed him into a wall. You're going to be free to book me for assaulting an officer in about two breaths, Feeney. Tell me what you meant about Simpson. You want to know, big shot? Feeney looked around for a place of comparative privacy, jerked a head toward the door of a men's room. Come into my office and I'll tell you. Hmm. Okay. So obviously the same voice as 1A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still kind of that same, that same quality um, that I was talking about before. The accent, I feel like the New York accent was pretty good, pretty dead on. I liked the New York accent. The Irish accent faltered a little here and there, but Irish is really hard. Irish um, is hard. We have talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Irish is hard. I had to learn it for that one play. Mm -hmm. I had to do the Irish accent and that took a while to get. Um, and I even have trouble getting back into it now because it's been so long. So yeah, Irish is a hard one um, to get, but yeah, I don't know. Um, fairly interesting. A little bit more uh, of a difference between the characters, which was nice than the first recording of that voice. Right. Uh, that or that reader, right? Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. Then same exact scene and the other reader. Here we go. He was, she told herself, entitled to his anger, to his bitterness. She was obliged to do her job. Three women are dead. Every possibility has to be explored. 
and I'm just one of your possibilities. He reached out, the sudden violent movement of his hands closing over her shirt, surprising her. Is that what it comes down to between us? I'm a cop. I can't afford to overlook anything, to assume anything. Or trust, he interrupted. Anything, or anyone. If it had leaned a little the other way, would you have locked me up? Would you have put me in a cage, Eve? Back off. Eyes blazing, Feeney strode down the corridor. Back fucking off. Leave us alone, Feeney. Hell, I will. Ignoring Eve, he shoved against Rourke. Don't you come down on her, big shot. She went to bat for you, and the way things stand, it could have cost her the job. Simpson's already prepping her as sacrificial lamb because she was dumb enough to sleep with you. Shut up, Feeney. God damn it, Dallas. I said shut up. Calm again, detached. She looked at Rourke. The department appreciates your cooperation, she said to Rourke, and, prying his hand from her shirt, turned and hurried off. What the hell did you mean by that? Rourke demanded. Feeney only snorted. I got better things to do than waste my time on you. Rourke backed him into a wall. You're going to be free to book me for assaulting an officer in about two breaths, Feeney. Tell me what you meant about Simpson. You want to know, Big Shot? Feeney looked around for a place of comparative privacy, jerked a head toward the door of a men's room. Come into my office and I'll tell you. Hmm. Okay, yeah, there's just something um, a little more soothing about that voice. I don't know what it is. I get lost a little bit quicker, a little easier into the story. Um, I like the Irish accent better. It was a little more subtle, but more consistent. But the New York accent was fairly non-existent. So it's kind of a trade-off there um, between the two. But again, really good at like switching octaves um, so that you know which character she's going in and out of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> am I going to regret everything? Can we, can we re-record? Am I going to regret everything? No, you're not going to regret anything. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. No, everything you said was lovely. It's fine. So, um. Should we should we give our thoughts? I would love to give my thoughts. Or, or um, <laughs> should we tell Caitlin yeah. why she's made a horrible, horrible mistake? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should let Jen give her thoughts yeah, first. That's probably a good I idea. Think Jen right. doesn't like the audio. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know if Caitlin knows this, but. My, my, the reason I don't listen to the in-depth audiobooks is the Irish accent that is used for work. It mm. makes me crazy. It's, she sounds like the Lucky Charms leprechaun to me. Who, I think her, I'd be fair, is Irish. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it also is, not wrong. it takes me out of my fantasy of the character when I'm just right, seeing okay. the guy in the boots and the hat, you know, and right. chasing the Lucky Charms. <laughs> 
Right. So, you know, so yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I kind of like the other one better myself, but I know I'm completely in the minority and yeah. And yeah, I, you know, like I said, I've said a million times, I think her Eve Dallas is spot on. I don't think she had really perfected her Eve voice yet in this one. Right. It didn't sound like it's been a long time since I've listened to one of the audiobooks. I'll admit that. So I feel like it wasn't the same as her normal Eve voice. But you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what do you think, Tara? So it's for me, it's hard to listen to a different audiobook narrator when yeah. I've been listening to Susan Erickson all this time. Right. With that being said, I really like this other narrator. I don't like her again for the series because I'm so used to. I I, I want to hear her read other things, like really, really good. <laughs> um, to me, the in the recording, the pacing was generally too slow because I know how long the books are. Um, and actually between the two that you sent us, um, both of those clips were at least five to six seconds longer, uh, which is interesting, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a pacing person. Um, but I think that Jen is right. I, I think that the, she hadn't quite developed her Eve voice. And so when we go back after we are halfway through the series and we've got her in our head already, when we go back, we're, we're hearing her later work while we're listening to her earlier work, because we know her voice so well, because I was listening to it for the first time now, hearing the difference between this and like, I don't know, 12, 15 books in, you know, I think she does sound less, less comfortable in the space. I still prefer her storytelling. I think that they're both very strong storytellers. Um, neither of them do have any problems following what they're doing. Neither of them would I put down an audiobook they were recording because of their recording. Versus if it was a bad story, I would, but because <laughs> I've stopped audiobooks several times because of bad narrators. Right. That I didn't like that. I want I don't want to say bad narrators. I didn't click with me, but um both of those voices I would listen to narrate a book I was enjoying. So um <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you said, it's different. So um so my main uh criticism for the way Christine McMurdo Wallace uh does the the books is like Caitlin said, the Feeney's voice needs to be New York. I mean, yeah. it just has to be for me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, um, I would agree with that. Cause Feeney is very, and, you know, like we've talked about before, some of the other detectives, you can maybe let that slide, but Feeney is New York. Right. 100%. Yeah. So. Oh, so I liked the other one better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been waiting for you to tell me which one was which. Oh, I feel yeah. bad now. No, no, it's fine. Sorry. No, it's fine. Trust me. Um, I've said much worse. And uh, trust me. <laughs> yeah and it's not like you said she was bad no yeah it was they're just very different yeah um here's but here's the second thing that i didn't didn't care for with christine mcmurdo Wallace. i don't care for how she does eve because eve to me in those scenes i, I don't know i didn't read i didn't listen to the entire audiobook sounds mm-hmm. very kind of 
uh, passive and uh, yeah. almost um, yeah. defeated. I would agree with that. I would agree with that too. I I just preferred her work. You know, honestly. I. I agree with that. I think the other thing is that, you know, with Caitlin having not, she doesn't know these characters. So yeah. if this is the first introduction you have to this story, yeah. you know, I think it's, I think it's easy to get the voice in your head. If your first introduction is an audiobook, like it was for me, you know? Right. So I think she yeah, does, like, like I said, I think she does a nice job. narrating. Your first book right. was Born, yeah. which is way into the series. So, you know, mm-hmm. she had established her voices by that by that point. She really and, had. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those are the main and also same with you, Tara, that she reads so she reads slow. And I'm not used to that. I wanna, you know, because Susan Erickson, you know, she really has a, a fast pace mm. when she's mm-hmm. reading. I also just want to comment gen- as a general listener of audiobooks and a general um, person who enjoys that type of storytelling um, that there's to me, there's there's a what is the word I'm looking for? There's like a scale of appreciation for when people were, are doing different voices or making intentional choices to make characters sound different. You know, you know, it's the same person doing all the voices, doing all of the storytelling. Um, and it's very likely that you're going to hear voices if there are a lot of characters, that there's going to be at least one that you don't like. Yeah. Like, I know I was harping on Jim Dale's Harry Potter readings and yeah. all of his female voices. I just want to throw him out the window. You know, right. <laughs> that is how he is telling the story. That's how he's he's using his voice to differentiate the characters. And so, yeah, like listening to these audiobooks, I'm like, I don't really love that voice, but I know who's talking. And again, yeah. I think that's it's a lot about spending time with them. That being said, there are definitely, um, you know, Caitlin can attest to this probably better than me even as an actor creating something entirely different where sometimes you'll see the same actor in a show play several characters who are meant to be completely different. You don't even know it's a different actor or the same actor playing in a different character if they're good enough or if they're Jefferson Mays, it doesn't really matter. You know, like <laughs> listen, I got into a Facebook fight with someone the other day about people being mad. Jefferson Mays was doing a one man show and they're like, I don't want to watch this. I was like, he has a Tony Award for it. Get out. But, <laughs> um, no, don't I just, I think, that, I think there's an appreciation for that kind of level. And I, I, from coaching speech and debate for 17 years and five years of, of doing it in high school and college, like you see, like I've seen people literally like completely become different characters in person with their voices, but that's a different type of storytelling than someone who's also narrating a story with it. So I really, sure. I don't know. I really enjoy audiobooks for that reason because people find that different place on the spectrum or, you know, in that array of, of delivery. And I really enjoy it. So. No. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's completely valid. I just, I'm not an audiobook person. Well, and that's fair. So, you know, the first, the couple times, cause I kept hearing how great these were and I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. And yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> um, not a fan. Yeah. yeah. And Rourke's not the only one I'm not a fan of. We should I also don't like- see that 
Jen, yeah, Jen does not like Mavis because she thinks Mavis sounds too much like a valley girl. Well, not that just she's it's not so much that she sounds like a valley girl. It's just she's so she's so Mavis. Like she needs to (laughs) dial it down and like be a normal human being for five seconds. Like even if you're your quirky kind of weird stuff. I mean, she's she's like. She's like, like you said, Lady Gaga on crack. She's nuts. She's so out there and just so like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe why. I, I don't know. I just, I, the friendship between her and Eve just baffles me because Mavis is the kind of person that would annoy the fuck out of me within five minutes. And I'm nowhere near the hard ass that Eve is. So their right. friendship just is mind boggling to me. I don't get it, but <laughs> is what it is, I guess. But like we said last week, there are times that I love her. I think she does really well with like cutting through the bullshit and sorry, Caitlin, I know you're, you know, I don't want to swear, but, but what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Thirty. She's heard twenty. I'm not, I'm not thirty yet. Caitlin. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just I'm she does pulpy. really well with yeah. She cutting through the bullshit and taking things down to the point and saying, right. okay, this is this is what. Yeah, you're going through this, but think about it this way, and there's your answer. I mean, she does that multiple times throughout the series. Right. And that's, that's for me, her saving grace. So. Right. Yeah. And now that she's got kid, I mean, now that she's actually toned down a little bit since she's had Bella. Really? Because I think, I don't think so. Like, I, don't <laughs> I think so. Bella, Bella. <laughs> a little bit. Not a yeah. lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, they, and, they and she have, has stopped doing the but Leonardo said nonsense where I just want to smack the crap out of her. Like, really? <laughs> We're getting back to audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to go off on a Mavis rant. No, that's oh, fine. Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, I was just, I was going to kind of agree with Tara that I, I wouldn't not listen to the audiobook because of either of their voices. I think they both had good renditions. Yeah. I, I can see your point as far as, um, McMurdo Wallace being more soothing. Yeah. She has kind of a soothing voice, but I don't know that I want that with a murder mystery. Mm, Yeah, I guess. Like I said, I kind of want something like fast paced. If it's a murder mystery, you know? Yeah. I guess if I'm taking into consideration the fact that it's like, uh, if I were to think of like a crime TV show, Like Mm -hmm. I like watching crime TV shows. I don't necessarily, Mm -hmm. and I do read some crime books. I Uh used to like detective books and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you don't really want a crime TV show to be slow because then it gets really boring. Like you kind of have to have action pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. Stuff needs to be happening. Right. So I guess I can see that point in for me, because I don't read the books. I'm just listening to the voice and it's when Mm -hmm. I listen to audiobooks. I like something a little bit more soothing, but I tend to not listen to audiobooks that are of that genre mm-hmm. of like a, you know, right. Right. when I listen to something that's recorded, I do a lot of listening to like, you know, fantasy or, you know, 
historical fiction or something like that. And I kind of want something soothing and, you know, yeah. so, but yeah, if I'm taking into consideration the fact that it's a mur- like a murder mystery type genre, then yeah, you mm-hmm. would want someone a little bit more fast paced. And if it's set in New York, right. you want kind of the pace of New York also, right? right? Like it should feel like a book <clears throat> set in New York and not like a book set in, I don't know, what's a state that's really slow, Oklahoma or something, <laughs> you know, like... Alabama, uh, well, Alabama, no, Georgia, deep out accent, but, mm. um, but yeah, so in, in terms of setting, I could see, yeah, the Susan Erickson's giving you that feel of like that fast paced New York style. Cause New Yorkers do not talk slow. No, right. You're not going to have a slow conversation with them. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I do agree. The Irish accent was a little, a little too, <laughs> little too, yeah, little too, little too. We've little too. her Irish accent, yeah. It, it's hard, and it's not like it she is. doesn't I get know. all. She gets some. There were definitely like p- chunks of it that were really good that I was like, oh, okay, she did really well there. And then there were just chunks where it's you know it falters a little bit. But again, it's a hard accent to do. It is, and the reason it that. wasn't so noticeable for the other. Um, reader is because, like I said, she did a more subtle, she more subtle. with a more subtle yeah. Irish accent. So she could kind of get away with not, right? There wasn't as much of a variation. Right. So if, if she missed right. a, a vowel sound here or there or something, you didn't notice as right. much. Right. Yeah. 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 And for Maybe me, because Rourke's voice, his accent is supposed to be more subtle unless he's all worked up, which I know he was in this scene, but you know, yeah. you know, when he's generally talking, he it's not supposed to be that pronounced. But then all of a sudden, you know, when I listen to Susan Erickson, it's like that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not more subtle I, when he's not. And that's not. I don't mind that. But I did appreciate yeah, I know that you the don't. New York accent sounded more like a New York accent. Right. Because that, mm-hmm. that was the one thing that stood out to me. I mean, that was the one precursor you gave me. Right. Irish and New York. And that was the one thing that stood out is that at least... Mm-hmm. I got New York from yeah. Susan Erickson's mm-hmm. and then the other yeah. lady, I, nothing. There no, was only you know, one you point. Tell. There right. was one point when he, when she sounded kind of New York and then that yeah. was it. The rest of it almost sounded exactly like her Eve. Yeah. Right. And, and the other thing about that scene that I, that I like with Susan Erickson more than McMurdo Wallace is I feel like Susan Erickson gave it a little bit more um, emotion. Mm. The yeah. characters seemed angrier. The intensity is definitely stronger. Yeah, in the that intensity one. and the pacing—that has a lot to do with her pacing, mm-hmm. also. Right. Yeah. 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 So. You can you can read a scene like a really intense scene, and you could read it a million different ways and make it sound different. It's not about the words; it's about how mm-hmm. you read it, right? And the right. pacing and the intensity and stuff that you read it with. And reading it in any different way doesn't make it worse. No. Or better. It's no. Just- different yeah so so there we go there you go (laughs) very interesting yeah Yeah. very different i i actually kind of want to now play for for caitlin the the end of um shadows where susan erickson does all the different irish accents oh my gosh (laughs) that would be really funny they're in ireland and with his family and so each one of them has to sound different oh uh uh-huh so there's definite differences. That's hard. That's very hard. I haven't heard it. Just these two talked about it quite a bit when we did that episode. Yeah. 
Yeah. I should have included that. Well, I, I don't have one for McMurdo Wallace. So. Right, right. No. It's just yeah. Erickson. Um, that's difficult though. Yeah. It, she did a very good job with it. Because you have to even find, you have to find examples of regional dialect right. from Ireland. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I was doing that play and I had to be Irish, it was so difficult to find specific dialect mm-hmm. like recordings that I could listen There's to. Because so many. Yeah. Because I wanted the character, I researched to figure out where exactly the character should be from. And I wanted accents from that specific region it was so hard to find well and it's harder and harder just as you know we continue to like move forward into you know like the whatever is whatever is like regional now you know what people sound like there and then they move out of the area you know my um my grandfather and several of his siblings moved to america when he was 17 or 18 and he always had this like very, very light accent. Every now and again, he'd just say words that you're like, that's not how anyone else says it. <laughs> and, you know, and all the siblings, kind of the same thing. And I know that they have family back in County Cork who have very heavy accents. I've never met any of them. I don't know any of them. But like, just in general, like, you know, you you listen to actors and you you find out these actors are all from this this area or this area and you're like they sound nothing alike and it's just because you know we're growing and changing and and that's just mm-hmm. what happens so it makes it even harder to try right. to be authentic because you're like what accent do i follow you know i and sometimes when you're acting it's probably better to just go with what you can do versus what's going to sound terrible when no one can get it yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one criticism that I do have for Susan Erickson, as far as Rourke's voice, is she rolls her R's, and that's not typical in Irish. I mean, that's typical in Scotland, but in Ireland, they don't roll their R's. And uh, so that's that's the one thing that I would. But uh, other than that, you know, I mean, I'm I'm you love her. I know I'm here for it for anything that she does. You know, it just stands, Susan Erickson. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like her Eve. Her Eve is very like, I mean, she, so a yeah. lot of, so what we've talked about before, Caitlin, is that um, a lot of people, when they read the books, they don't like Eve. They find Eve unlikable and, and they find her to be like maybe kind of cold and mean mm. sounding. But Susan Erickson reads her like I read her initially, which is kind of sarcastic. Mm. And kind of, you know, she's still kind of very tough and emotionless in a lot of cases because she has to be. So that comes out. But all the sarcasm Mm -hmm. comes out a lot in Susan Erickson's reading of her. She, Mm -hmm. Susan Erickson's, I can't talk. Susan Erickson's reading of her and mixed with the description that you've given me Mm -hmm. um, reminded me of my friend, Jessica. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yes, Jessica would be a very Eve-like person. Yes. Yeah, my friend Jessica is very, very much that same kind of personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I kind of pictured her. Yeah. Like her and me, if we were to have a conversation together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Because I know I get on her nerves a lot. <laughs> See, but- yeah, because your mom, when we did our fan casting episode, your mom mentioned you for Mavis, which made me laugh because I'm like, no, I like Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> that is how that went. Yeah. For Nadine, I, I I vote for that. 
Yeah. 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 Caitlin might make me like her. (laughs) You don't like Nadine? Huh? Oh, no, I love Nadine. Oh, that's right. It was Nadine you picked her for. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I I was thinking you picked her for Mavis for some reason. She could do either. I was going Asian with Mavis. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's when I picked um, Brenda Song. Brenda Song. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She was all like, I need... And I was like, oh, yeah. Brenda Song for Caitlin, sure. have you watched Dollface? With huh? Brenda Song? Have you watched yes. Dollface? I loved it. It was so good. I've, I've been a huge fan of Brenda Song for years and years and years. She pops up in shows all the time. She was yeah. really big in like, I think it was either the Disney, like the tween Disney shows. Yeah, I think it was Disney. Disney. Shows, I think. A couple of them. She popped yeah. up in, yeah. and, and like, movies here and there and oh my gosh she's great she's a great yeah, character I watched, that. I watched that because i'm a huge fan of goran Vizhnich, mm. which is why i watched timeless too um so and he plays her her cheating asshole boyfriend yeah in the doll face so yeah i was so mad at him i threw i told him i wanted to punch him after on his instagram <gasps> um yeah like has you're a dick, had dude. a second season that's not okay huh his doll face had a second season not yet. No. No, not yet. It's been approved. It's been green lighted, and oh, I don't. Okay, I don't know if they're shooting yet. But okay. Yeah. yeah. COVID probably slowed everything. Dollface yeah. is really good. It's it very it's really good. interesting the way they directed it and mm-hmm. the way they cut things, and yeah. it's very kind of um, avant garde, like very strange. But yeah. I love it. I loved it's it. I binged the whole thing right in one now. day. <laughs> One day, one day, yeah. yeah, Seriously, I was home and I was like, I love Kat Dennings too. I've always liked her too. So yeah, yeah, she's the lead. Yeah, so that's a great song. Is just fantastic. She is great at character acting. Yeah, she's really good. So Mavis. So Mavis. Anyway, (laughs) another one that might make me like Mavis. There you go. (laughs) Anything that makes you like Mavis, I'm for. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so okay okay do we have anything else to say about the audiobooks um no. nothing other than i'm glad that they're there because i wouldn't have found the series <laughs> yay yeah i'm awesome. sure we'll revisit this uh topic again yes oh yeah i just feel bad that i didn't initially don't worry about it <laughs> i love it I love it's it. <laughs> I understand it. I understand that kind of like for someone who's not listened to, you know, like not listened to it before, not read the series. It's it's just going for like I have to choose one or the over the other, you know. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like you said that she was bad or no, you know, just no. different. No. And you yep. Prefer somebody more soothing, which that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's just my my own personal that's your preference. Own personal preference. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so now what we decided to do for Caitlin is so we're um we're we've been talking about doing um fan interviews, <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things we wanted to do was maybe do a uh, like a. 10 questions or I actually had have 12 questions cause I couldn't decide. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's okay that I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan. It, it's fine if you're not a fan. Okay. Um, 
fan profile, but, and, you know, and I didn't do my typical, like I'll tell, I'll, I'll ask people what their in-death origin story is, mm. but what is your in-death origin story? I don't have you one. Don't have one. I don't have one. She That's doesn't fine. have one. She knows you. <laughs> She's your daughter. That's yeah, her in-death origin story. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knows more about what went on behind the scenes at indeath.net than she does about the books. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, to me, in death is like um, all the drama. drama. Yeah, it's like a world that my mom is part of. (laughs) It's like it's not even necessarily a book series for me. It's like a yeah, yeah. Yeah, like people calling the FBI and you know crazy shit. (laughs) (laughs) So um, here's what I thought I would do. Um, I'm trying to most of these um, most of these questions. Excuse you. Yeah. Okay. The dog is snoring back there. No, she wasn't. She screaming. She's had it with this podcast and she is making herself known that she's like bored and wants to want this. <laughs> you, know that, you know that song that got big on TikTok? Bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Yes. Bored house yes. <laughs> yes. That's our dog. 24-7. Yes. Love it. <laughs> I sing it to her sometimes when she's like really, really bored and she's like doing her little like, arr, arr, arr. Yes. I sing it to her. I love it. That's great. So what I try to do with these, um, with these questions, the, uh, the lead ups to the questions, Caitlin will have no clue about because I'm trying to tie them back to in death. Most okay. of them. Uh, but you guys all know about it and you guys will, you know, appreciate mm-hmm. it. So, um, anyway, so the first one is very easy. What is the last book that you read? None. You read a book. Oh, I thought you meant the last in death book that I've read. No. I thought we were talking in, in death. Oh, okay. Book okay. But any good answer. Good answer. We were we're on the in death thing. I yeah. thought it was about in death. Okay. Um, I thought it was a trick question. Okay. Last book that I read. I'm currently reading three. Is that? That's fine. I'm I'm in between reading three. I'm reading Howl's Moving Castle for the first time. Um, yeah, I've seen the film. I haven't read the book, so I'm reading the book right now. Uh, oh, funny so funny story is that I actually borrowed that book from Jessica, who borrowed it from Kara when oh. we just graduated high school, <laughs> and I forgot that I had it until a couple months ago. years. <laughs> <laughs> A dozen? Yeah. Or, or yeah like, okay. Yeah. She probably doesn't even remember you have it at this point. <laughs> no, she did. See, we were on a, on a, that's what, that's how I knew because Kara mentioned it on a Zoom chat a couple months ago. She was like, man, I used to have Hell's Moving Castle and I know I lent it to Jessica and then I think I, either she didn't give it back or I lost it and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh that. that's, that's with me. Okay. Anyway, so I'm in the middle of Hell's Moving Castle a book called The Little Par- Littlest Paris Bookshop or Little Paris Bookshop, something like that. It's really interesting about a guy who owns a floating bookshop. It's like in a boat kind of thing or in a barge. And he's really good at like reading people's character without having to know them very well and then recommending books for them. But he's not good at knowing himself. See, it's like he's great at, yeah, he's having to learn himself a little bit. It's very interesting. And then I'm reading a book on Buddhism because when am I not? Right. That is true. <laughs> awesome. Love it. All right. Um, question number two. Um, you could say that in the in-death world, Rourke has a monopoly on several things. When you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? 
Oh, God, it's been so long since I played normal Monopoly. Monopoly? Monopoly. The Muppets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, it's been a long time since I played normal Monopoly. What are the game pieces? Uh, I think the dog, the little Scotty dog. Is that oh, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Anytime there's a dog, I choose. Yeah. That is my little, um, she's my Dr. Doolittle. I call Aww. her. She's all Nothing about wrong with that. Caitlin has yeah, been lover so, many, a good thing. so many times we've been out someplace and you've seen somebody with a dog or something and Caitlin will automatically like go over and like, oh, can I pet your dog? And they'll go like, oh no, he's not friendly. And next thing you know, Caitlin's like, oh no, who's a good doggy? And the dog's like, <laughs> like, you know, and, 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 the, and the people are like, what is happening right now? Like, our dog doesn't like anyone. You She's know? the dog whisperer, man. So um, question number three. In the books, Eve and Rourke eat a lot of pizza. What pizza topping best represents you? Um, does it have to be, can it be two? Sure. Uh, pepperoni and pineapple. Yes. Ooh. I feel like we're, I feel like we're on like, um, Miss Congeniality when she's happy to answer. Like, I thought she'd be like, well, Stan. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, pepperoni and pineapple because you've got the perfect balance of like spicy and sweet. You know, oh, it's a light sweat. And all you need is a light jacket. Good answer. <laughs> That's fantastic. Question number four. We know from a more... <laughs> Oh my God. We know from Immortal that Rourke sings in the shower. Do you sing in the shower? Every day of my life. That is true. With or without music playing. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rourke has any number of cool futuristic gadgets. Now you won't know this one, but we'll ask you anyway. <laughs> um, what gadget from the in-death world would you most want to have today? Um... It, uh, can I just ask if they have a specific gadget? Sure. Do they have um, flying cars? Yes. Flying car. They also have, now this is another one you might like, an auto chef, which you just tell it what you want and it makes it. Oh, I like cooking though. Okay. Flying car. Flying car. Yeah, answer. I've always wanted one. Okay. I can't blame you for that. <laughs> uh, question number six is, what is your most controversial opinion? Okay, everyone's going to hate me. I can already feel it. Uh, the comments that are going to flood in. Um, I think Gone with the Wind is an awful movie. Awful. I hate it. I hate Gone with the Wind. I think it's... oh. I feel like that's valid. The And I know <laughs> she's supposed to be awful. Like, I get it. But the main character, the, the girl, what's her name? Oh, Scarlett O'Hara. Scarlett Oh my god. I can't I can't sit through the movie. I've done it once and I just want to smack her the entire time. I can't. No. <laughs> and I, I mean I, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah. that's completely valid. And everyone's Honestly. like, oh, but it's a classic. And I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, no. And it do, it yeah. hasn't aged well. I mean, let's be real. No. no. It hasn't. No. No. My, favorite part, my favorite part of Gone with the Wind is that Carol Burnett on her show did a skit making fun of Gone with the Wind. And that's oh, yeah. the best part. I've seen that. It's fantastic. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
her yeah. walking down the staircase with the with the uh, curtain rod. Yeah, the curtains. Yeah, yes, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. no. That's the best thing to come out of yeah. Gone with the Wind for me. She's a genius. Absolutely. Yeah. Truth. I got my name from Gone with the Wind. Um, <laughs> but uh, wow. it is a classic. People do love it. But I yeah. actually, um, I've never actually been able to watch the whole movie. It's a hard it's one a to get through. If I'm through a movie that long, it's going to be Lord of the Rings. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I sat through Lord of the Rings, but I I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, but it's not your thing. You don't. It's, you're not into the fantasy inside. All of those. Yeah. Now, the Hobbit was only because it has my boyfriend in it. So right. Yes. Yes. He was I, a very. Was, he was I a very hairy yeah. elf. But don't. Didn't you also like what's his name in Lord of the Rings? I I I've watched the movie a million times. Legolas? I'm just bad with names. No, no, yeah, no. Not oh. No, please. Legolas is not your type at all. Didn't you also like? <laughs> uh, didn't you also like what's his name? The one who loves the elf. Oh, um, Aragorn. Um, Aragorn. Viggo uh, Mortensen. Yes. Okay. Viggo yeah. Mortensen. Yes. Yes. That's Aragorn, my, my my boyfriend too. I love him. Okay. Yeah. More than Legolas. <laughs> yeah, she's I, not Legolas. My aunt Laura is a Legolas fan, and we all went and watched Lord of the Rings together. Right. And I can't remember which one it was, but it's the one where Legolas rides his like shield down the side of one of the. Oh yeah, that's two towers. I think it is two towers. Yeah. 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 And my aunt Laura literally kicked her feet and stomped her hands in yes. the movie theater yeah. and was like, woo! Like, <laughs> in the movie theater while we were watching that movie. That's right. fantastic. I yeah. love it. Yes, it was. She's fun. Oh Nothing wrong God, with being a fan girl, man. <laughs> Nothing at all. I'm a little more reserved when I watch movies. We were all like, okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> you do you. Oh, I love Aunt Laura. Okay. okay, anyway. So, next question. Question number seven. Rourke has an unusual collections of a collection of weapons of war. Hmm. What unusual collection do you have? Um, unusual, unusual. Yeah. I I have a lot of elephant things. I don't know if that's unusual. Um, costumes? Oh. Would costumes be considered unusual? <laughs> kind of like, unusual, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's not unusual. It, Get out. <laughs> I mean, it depends yeah. on your profession, I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. Are you collecting them to have costumes, or are you collecting them because you need them for work? That's the, yeah. that's the well, difference. I mean, let's be honest. I do this work so that I can have costumes and dress well, up in them and have an excuse I mean, to. <laughs> good point. I make money doing it. Yeah. So good point. Um, good point. But yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot of elephant things. Okay. A lot, like yeah, probably too many. I feel like a lot of people have collections of some animal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So elephants aren't. But then elephants are kind of unusual. I don't think I know anybody that has elephants. See, I love, my tattoo is an elephant. There you go. Aww. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's frogs. It's frogs and owls for me. Oh, my best friend Kara ha- is an owl person. She loves yes, owls. I have frogs and owls. Those are my right. two animals. So, question number eight. Occasionally, Eve will allow Peabody to stop for food, and more often than not, that is some sort of hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh. <laughs> 
I hate. I had forgotten about this one. I love it. It's a hot dog sandwich. I okay here. Okay, I can see the argument, right? I can see the argument, but really, if we're gonna go there, I would say a hot dog is more like a taco. Like if anything else, oh, a hot dog I is like it. Taco, like a soft shell taco. I mean, I like uh, it. Let's just call it a hot dog, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, see, I compared it to a gyro. Yeah, you uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, a gyro, which I don't yeah. consider a sandwich. A gyro is a sandwich? Mm. No, a sandwich is on bread. A gyro is on bread. It's on bread. It's on, but it's but it's on, a sandwich is two pieces of bread. <laughs> <laughs> a pita oh, or a gyro is one on bread folded over is a, a, a taco. Yes, I I agree. Yeah, yeah it's more like, it's more in the realm of a taco. Or a wrap. Or a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. A sandwich is two pieces of bread with stuff in it. Yeah. If you wanted to argue a hot dog is like a wrap, I could get I could get on board with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good answer, Caitlin. (laughs) Because I I argued very vehemently against a hot dog being a sandwich. I think that's just a just dumb. Um question number nine. What lessons are you taking away from 2020? Hmm. Oh, there's so many good ones. Hmm. Um, to not worry about the future as much, right? Because like, clearly the future is never promised. We don't really know what's going to happen. So why worry about it? I am a worry wart. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to learn not to worry about things that are going to happen too far in the future. Because mm-hmm. right now I have no control over them. Um, and... I don't know. I uh, am generally like this anyway, but to try to make the best out of bad situations, right? Like everybody's been kind of talking about how bad 2020 was, but it hasn't been too bad for me. Like, especially the beginning part of it, I actually made more money than I had made prior to like, we had tons of work for a while Mm -hmm. and it's pushed me like the company went out of business, but now it's pushed me to open my own company and do that. And so, I mean, there's always a silver lining. Yeah. There That's a great answer. She's so smart. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I don't know who I get it from. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We don't either. It ain't your dad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, number 10, besides podcast and death, what is your favorite podcast? Um, my favorite podcast. Oh God, there's so many good ones. Okay, wait. Um, because I don't want to screw up the names. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull them up real quick. Give me a hot second. I'm watch now. I'm not gonna be able to find them because this it's all different now. Okay. Um, one of them is ridiculous history. I love. I'm a huge history culture buff. Like if I, if I hadn't gone back into theater, one of my top contenders for a degree was actually cultural anthropology. Um, I took every cultural or every anthropology class that you see or RCC. Wow. I can't talk. I took every anthropology class that RCC offered and the director of the anthro department, who was one of my teachers actually had to kind of tell me after class one day, like, Hey, I love that you love this subject and you're really great at it. And I wish I didn't have to say this to you, but maybe not the best choice for a career. Cause there's not a lot of money in it anymore. 
And I was like devastated, but really the only money in it is, um, if you go, if you get your master's and go into teaching, which wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. Right. But anyway, so ridiculous history. A lot of them are going to be history ones. Um, but yeah, ridiculous history is one of my favorite. And then, um, stuff you missed in history class. Another really good one. Um, and then what else? Those are, those are probably my, my most listened to one. And then I listened to, um, urban Dharma. He's a, he's a Buddhist monk that lives in LA and he like grew up most of his life being kind of a surfer dude. So he has kind of like a, he's older now, but he has like that surfer dude kind of voice, but he's like a Buddhist monk and he talks to you about Buddhism. And I just find that hilarious. I just love him. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, those are probably my favorite ones. Okay. So, um, question 11, um, if Mira's playlist contains some songs by Mavis Freestone, some people might be surprised. What band or artist would people be most surprised to find on your playlist? Oh, so many, so many. Um, I think people are generally very surprised when I tell them I like daddy Yankee, who is a reggaeton artist. Um, I love his music. Um, I joke with my friends all the time that I want to find someone who can like rap slash sing to me in Spanish, like daddy Yankee does. (laughs) Um, yeah, I like reggae. I don't know what's, what else is surprising? People are surprised. I have, um, a very, I have a varied, uh, list of artists that I listen to. So yeah, daddy Yankee is on one spectrum and then, um, you have like Donovan on the other side of the spectrum and that's because of her. <laughs> and, uh, um, I'm very no surprised to find Donovan. Myself, so I get it. Yeah. yeah. But I also have some like, almost like almost screamo. Like I have AFI uh-huh. on my playlist and stuff. I think that would also surprise people. Yeah. I think yeah. people would expect me to have pop and musical theater and things like that, which I do have, but, um, <laughs> Um, I think you mentioned one time, one of your boyfriends being surprised because you were playing not just Bee Gees, but early Bee Gees from, uh, oh. the Australian years when they the were Australian kids. Years. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like pre Saturday Night Fever. Fever. Like, yeah. Like pre, I started a joke. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like little, little kids when they're singing, like kiss me once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Baby. Nice. Yeah. I that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. One more question. Um, Rourke's past has been wiped of any record of illegal activity. Uh, what's the most illegal thing you have ever done? <laughs> and oh, I just got her mom asking. I love it. Mind your mom is right here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Caitlin's face is it's beautiful right now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. like, um, well, um, AJ, when are you going to answer these questions? I would be interested to know too. Um, uh, well, I don't know that this will come as a shock. I can't remember if I've already confessed this to you or not. It won't come as a complete shock. My seventh grade year, I hung out with girls that were not the best influences on me and my mom did not love them. 
And um, they convinced me to steal a couple times at the mall from <gasps> one of the stores. Mm, and no, I, you never told me that, but not yeah. surprising. Yeah. So I did steal a couple times from. I think everybody has a shoplifting yeah. incident in their past at some uh, point. Okay. Yeah. I do not. I do not. Maybe. Maybe AJ and Tara don't, but I do. So I'm right there. But I think you're right that most people do. Yeah. 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 It was just little, like, you know, it was yeah. like Claire's. Right. Nothing yeah. was super expensive. I took a couple earrings and like, I think a bracelet. It wasn't like yeah. crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I and yeah, it, it was the bad influences right. that you hang out with. And yeah. 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 I don't think I've done anything. I never did it again because I felt so guilty. I was like terrified that I was going to get caught and like go to jail. And yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. Never I felt really bad. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you didn't tell me because there, because you usually confess stuff. Yeah. I can't remember what it was one time you did something and I found you in bed and you were crying. And I was like, what, 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 why are you crying? And she just said, like, oh, my God, I did this thing and I have to tell you. I'm so sorry. You know? So you telling yourself all the time. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Keep telling yourself. And, and, and let me. So before this has nothing to do with anything, but this is my favorite um, Caitlin story. And I tell everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> So uh, when Kayla was like, I think she was like three. Um, I was one of those moms that's like, here's a Disney movie. Sit and watch oh. it while I do other stuff. Right. <laughs> and it was um, uh, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yeah. And I came to check on her, see how she was doing um, at the time when the uh, the restaurant scene where they have the spaghetti. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lady and, and the Tramp is one of my favorites. So, yeah. I know yeah. And I came in and I was like, hey, Caitlin, how's it going? And she's three years old. She turns back to me and her her face is all wet. And she's like, I'm crying and I don't know why. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is the cutest. Aww. Aww. Uh, I love I'm a it. crier. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I Yeah. I'm, I not, I, I'm a sleep. crier with movies, movies and TV shows. Books, I never cry. But oh no, I cry books too. All the things. Good at crying. The only time I've ever really cried hard for a book was the final Harry Potter book. Mm, yeah. And I didn't even cry like at the major character deaths. You know where I cried? Mm. Hedwig's death. Yes. I lost it. It was lost awful. It. It's really really too soon to bring that up again, but thanks. <laughs> it is too soon, right? I mean, it's been what, 13 years? It's too soon. I even dreaded it when they were coming out with the movie. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah. cool. But yeah, like, I, you're not even 50 pages in. You're going to kill yeah. the. What? Yeah, way yeah, to set the I, pace. Like, you knew. Wow. Okay, that's how this book is going to be. Right, exactly. I was not. Yeah. Happy. No, yeah, I, I definitely cried um, when Dumbledore died. Did you? Okay, yeah. I didn't cry for Dumbledore. I teared up for Sirius, but I was more mm. of a Sirius fan than I was a Dumbledore fan. I love Dumbledore. Yeah. Too. I cried yeah. um, so many of them. This most recent time around, I um, there were points in the second book in which I was crying, so that's where I am in life. <laughs> you read yeah. one chapter at a time, and you're like, let's sit down and talk about how depressing Harry's life is. Tears yeah. happen. Just mm -hmm. is a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, really yeah. to these fictional characters. 
have you have you seen that meme that's been going around that's like book one and it's a picture of Harry and it's like fuck yeah I'm Harry Potter and then the next one is books two through seven fuck I'm Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) I'm like yeah accurate Yeah. (laughs) yeah Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a crier. I tear up all the time. I I usually hide it really well, so not a lot of people know this. I don't even know if my mom... Is, I don't know if we've talked about it or if you've realized it, but I tear up every single time. I, I tear up thinking about it. I, every single time I get to go see a show live. Oh, I Every time too. I get into the theater and it starts, I start tearing up. Yep. I have to hold it in. And like, I'm, not even a, I'm not even a theater person that you are, but I, I do too. Yeah. I do cried the first time I saw Book of Mormon because it was so brilliant and stunning. Like, I cry at everything. (laughs) And how do you feel about that, Tina? Do you hate Book of Mormon? Yeah. Uh, It's not great. Book of Mormon was hard for me because I understand the the sense of humor that it was coming from. Like, I understand Mm -hmm. who wrote it and everything. But, um... There were just a couple times that I was like, okay, we really could have... Too far? Yeah. <laughs> right? Too far. We really no, literally, stop. like, that's just the kind of person I am, though. Um, The first, like, I was like, they did the fucking thing with the vests in that, like, half-second blackout, and I was done. I was like, this is brilliant. Live theater is everything. But yeah, when I saw... No, it, was, last it was done really well. It's a, it was a great pro- oh, uh, yeah. production. I saw it in New York, but... um, okay. Yeah, the... The whole song and and running joke about female mutilation. And I was like, I know too far. It's actually not one of my favorites, but that's literally the kind of person I am. I will I will cry at everything. Like I saw my friend direct a youth production of Beauty and the Beast probably 15 years ago. And they were just all having such a good time during Gaston. And I was like, look at them. I love them. It's Gaston. Like it's not even a sad (laughs) moment of the show. And I'm, yeah. I, nope, that's me. Dude, I cry when the little kids perform during church services. Mm-hmm. So we have emotions here. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I just, it's like it's before the show even starts mm-hmm. and it's every time. Did you I see, did that. you see Tiny Neverland? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that is probably the, the worst I've ever lost it seeing a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The curtain hasn't even risen. The orchestra starts playing and there's a, Freaking the lights go down and this little light that's supposed to be Tinkerbell comes in and I'm done. Aww. And I've got I've got three hours of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love yeah, it. I don't know. Well, I don't cry at anything. So <laughs> and then there's AJ who has no emotions, apparently. He has no emotions at all. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. <laughs> Look back I, I I think I told you before that um my nephew worked at Disneyland. Well, Caitlin worked at Disneyland also. Yeah. But my nephew worked at Disneyland. That. He uh, he worked the uh, electric parade and he was uh, Pete on Pete's Dragon. He was friends yeah, with Yeah, you told us that. He was friends with Pete on Pete's Dragon. As well as Peter Pan. We're supposed to say that. He was friends with. Yes, they're friends with. And um, I mean, it was the first time going to see him as a. Uh, uh, being friends with Pete on Pete's dragon. And uh, I, I teared up a little bit. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But um, you teared up a little bit the first time coming to visit me as a, yeah. Yeah. When I was hanging out with 
Judy Hopps. Hawks. Judy yeah. Hopps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. So, you know. <laughs> and then we were like, everybody's going to be like, who is this crazy lady like crying? <laughs> That's actually really, That's really common. I have a friend who was uh, hanging out with Daisy Duck for about four years down in Disney in Florida. And um, her mom would cry every time she was <laughs> yeah. Daisy. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually very common for adults, especially, to be very emotional when they meet the characters. Yeah. Normal. And here's here's a fun fact. Um, so Caitlin was friends with Judy Hopps. Um, on the day that the lady who did the voice for Judy Hopps came with her family and uh, took a picture with Judy Hopps. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Goodwin and her husband and their son, she was pregnant at the time with their second child, uh, came oh to Disneyland. And of course, she wanted to say hey to Judy because, you know, she's the yeah. voice of Judy. Right. And I just, be, I just happened to be working that day, hanging out with Judy. So. Oh, that's so cool so that was pretty cool i i teared up yeah i bet you did i was tearing up a little bit yeah yeah i also uh got to meet celine dion when i was hanging out with the chipmunks one time Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's fun i didn't tear up for that but for cutie hops i did i don't yeah i was like did you meet celine dion or did chip meet celine dion (laughs) Officially wow. on the record, Chip met Slingion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. And has several times. They, there you go. She went all the time with her two twins. They always ate at Goofy's Kitchen. So if you want the chance to see Celine Dion when um, Disneyland comes back, you know, eat at Goofy's Kitchen often. because oh. that's, that's where, where she goes? Place. Yeah. She was apparently pretty, pretty uh, frequent. Okay. All right. Very cool. That's where the celebrities hang out. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they have a private kitchen is the only one with like a semi-private room. Uh, oh, so okay. it's really easy for celebrities to um, book their book their character breakfast and specifically request that semi-private room so that they don't have to be. Right. And then they get kind of a sense. private character interaction because then our, the managers will make sure that all the characters go into that room at one time. Oh, and oh. have like a private character interaction with just that room. Got so. it. That's crazy. The cool. things you learn. Oh, yeah. I, last time I was at Disney, I was seven. So yeah. I'm oh. like, I, I'm from Michigan. I don't, I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know the things. So, um, Caitlin, if um, some of our listeners want to see what you do or want to follow you or whatever, where can they find you? Uh, <laughs> such an awkward I should get used to doing that one day when I'm famous I'm manifesting it now I'm yeah. gonna have to answer this Good question you, a lot Caitlin. so <laughs> um, no on my biggest social media platforms would be Instagram and TikTok I guess and it's the same handle for both of them at Caitlin the princess slayer my Instagram <laughs> my Instagram and TikTok are both the same handle at Caitlin the princess slayer yeah. Right. Okay. So there you go. Awesome sauce. And formally, thank you for for being on the show with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad you had fun. All right. Cool. Okay. So I awesome. guess that's it for this episode. Um, <laughs> so uh, again, you know, I mean, if you need to get a hold of us, if you need to, 
You really have. It's an emergency. It's just emergency. An in-depth emergency. Call the number. <laughs> Call the number. Call the number. Call number. Call us. Uh, our number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 2054-ROARCH. Um, somebody, you know, you can call the number for anything. Ask us something or whatever. Kayla's um, looking at it like, I'm going to make print calls. <laughs> yeah, now I was trying to figure out how many letters are in the name Rourke. R-O-A-R-K-E. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the numbers going, that's too many numbers for what I'm saying. It's not. People leave off the E a lot, but um, no. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so you can also get in touch with us uh, on our website, podcastanddeath.com, or you can get in touch with us on our social media. Just look for Podcast and Death on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. And that's it, I think. So for this episode of Podcast and Death, this is AJ. I'm Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Caitlin. Bye. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for having for me. This. That was fun. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROARK. That's 205, the number 4, ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slant you to you.